Like sands through the black water, so are the days of our Milton. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. Father, we just come to you tonight and <clears throat> we just ask for your presence to be uh, with us in everything that we do. And uh, we just ask for uh, your wisdom. We ask for direction. I pray that all politics would be put aside and that we would be focused on the needs of this community and that we would meet them where they are and do their business. And so just give us wisdom and guidance and, and ultimately help us to be unified because where there is unity, we can accomplish anything. That's such an adorable prayer. <laughs> Look at you praying for unity and no politics at the Milton City Council meeting. Aw, this is so cute. You know what? I, I I should know who the pastor is. I did not. Uh, I did not look to see, but that was the invocation at the most recent Milton City Council meeting. And I will tell you that that was followed up by. You ready? <laughs> First, I apologize because you know overall this meeting really didn't have that much drama. It really, I mean, it just it didn't. Okay, so overall maybe the prayer worked a little bit, but. I don't think this is the way you want to start the meeting. Mayor Heather Lindsay, who is running the meeting, as she does, begins with this little gem. The charter authorizes the mayor to manage meetings of the council and to implement city ordinances, including Section 2-32 regarding meetings. We're all adults. We recognize that some of us dislike each other. Some of us don't trust each other. Some with good reason. Some of us want justice and some sometimes seem to some of us to want to punish others <laughs> well we're starting with a clean slate today nobody everybody's all back to zero all even ready to go no grudges but i do want you to remember we're all adults we recognize that some of us dislike each other <laughs> just in, in case you're just tuning in for the first time, you know, in in case you haven't watched a Milton City Council meeting in a couple of years and you don't realize, you know, all this up here, all sitting peaceful and quiet. Oh man, we're sharpening knives right under the table. You can't tell, but it's really true. Some of us don't trust each other. <laughs> I just, you know, why would you start a meeting this way? Why would you begin with, hey y'all, look, this dude over here, jerk face. Can't, can't stand him. Don't trust him. Don't like him. Me? Oh, I'm just trying to do the good stuff. Some with good reason. Some of us want just. I, I like how the. Listen. Some of us don't trust each other. Some with good reason. <laughs> some with not good reason. <laughs> just, some, some of us want justice and some. Some of us want justice. Sometimes seem to, some of us, to want to punish others. Others want to punish people. <laughs> just. <laughs> David, are you doing okay? This is David's favorite part of the show because oh. you just never know what you're going to get. Life is like a box of Milton. You know, you breaking <laughs> news update. I saw the UFC truck. They were going over towards Milton. I think they're going to set up an octagon in the in the city hall. Oh man. And just and and I mean I'm I'm serious. Like the rest of the meeting was fair even I'll tell you this. So sometimes I'm watching these meetings. Uh David, thank you for that honest reaction. Man in the studio reaction. I appreciate it. Um and what I think is, you know, I could play this clip and it would be a little bit of conflict. You know, they, they brought back this business about having the people outside of the historic district opt into the historic district. And historically, that's been a fight. And 
there was a little bit of fighting, squabbling, and allegations of people profiteering on that. But, you know, it just wasn't that big of a deal. You know, there were a couple of others where I, I thought one of the things that was going to be a big issue was over who was going to get reappointed to these boards because they came in and discovered that, you know, there's been people been sitting on these boards and their term has ended a long time ago, but they just kept saying, I'll stay on it. And they just stay on it instead of going through a process of reappointment or whatever. And there was some personality issues with a couple of these boards and who was going to stay on and a pitchfork posse member was on one and would she get kicked off which then none of that was dropped like they all they solved all of that all unanimous votes all easy peasy no big deal so really had it not been for just this one opening weirdness the meeting was i mean pretty simple there was there was good news in the meeting you know roxanne meese announces that the tpo is going to be providing at their cost for a traffic light at magnolia and stewart that the city council has been yelling about for a long time. All right. Well, we've got some good news. Um, the two committees that have met so far from the TPO, and I have TPO tomorrow, but the feedback I'm getting from the two committees that have already met, um, the TPO has agreed that they are going to finance the red light at the corner of Magnolia and Stewart Street. It is going to be probably in late 24, possibly early 25. However, it's based upon a repaving schedule for Highway 87, Stewart Street. But they are going to try to bump it forward because they do realize how important it is to everybody. And they're going to try to, in any possible way, push it forward a little bit from that. Yeah, so this is good news. It's going to be paid for. And I have my TPO tomorrow, um, so I'll have more meeting, more information next meeting. But I thought that was great news, that they are going to completely pay for that red light. That's wonderful. That is good news. Uh, they also handled the whole issue of the Ward 4 vacancy with Jason Vance kind of moving out of the city to flee presence on city council. I'm not saying that's why he moved. I'm just saying it's kind of funny thing. Like, you know, they've had so many people leave city council, even in the couple of years only that I've been really paying attention to Milton. It's it's bizarre. I mean, it's it, it's straight, you know, and then sometimes the people who leave leave because they don't feel like they have enough power. And then they come back and participate in every single public forum. There's a guy named George Jordan who used to be a city council member, didn't have enough power. And then he left only to yell and scream from the podium or from the uh, yeah from the podium about all the things the city council is doing wrong. like it's like dude you had the power you had the position you had the authority and then you you leave only to come back and you know be a weekly complainer anyway it's just weird stuff like that but this went fine no problem a motion from councilman powell to make the deadline for applications for the ward four seat vacancy november 29th to have a second from councilman cusack so all solved, easy peasy. Put your application in if you want to be. There's there's going to be a little bit of drama around that because um, I think Sherry Sebastio I think was award for, and uh, so there's and and it had kind of come up. Well, should you pick somebody who the voters have rejected twice, you know, to nominate, you know, because she never got elected to office, even though she got put into office a couple times, and I, I suspect that might be coming. As a fight, it just didn't manifest in this evening. So it was a you know it was a very very calm evening. Other than <laughs> we we don't like each other, and some of us don't trust each other, some for good reason, and uh, you know some of us don't want justice, and some of us just want to hurt each other or whatever. I will say that the meeting even ended well because you have uh, Heather Lindsay, who is apparently an Alabama fan, diehard, and uh, Scott Collins, new city manager, who is an Auburn fan, War Eagle, but he's from Tuscaloosa, which I mean it can happen. Yeah. You know, black sheep or whatever. But anyway, that what that that led to some kind of you know fun, lighthearted banter toward the end. Other than beating LSU on Saturday, 
I'm an Alabama fan, so I was happy to see that happen. I don't know if Scott's actually an Alabama fan, if he just happens to be from Tuscaloosa. Auburn, Auburn fan from Tuscaloosa. That's what I, was afraid of. I was afraid you were an Auburn fan. Well, at least you got a little more sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But it's, it's impressive. It shows your strength that you actually could be an Auburn fan in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has to be right. <laughs> You're a true fan. I I, I like it. <laughs> So we'll, we'll, we'll face y'all in a, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Auburn fan in Tuscaloosa, any city manager in Milton City Council. I mean, you know, there's just some parallels there. So, yeah, like I said, the meeting was actually very straightforward, relatively boring, you know, ordinary municipal work. Um, it just was that very beginning part that was so funny to me. We recognize that some of us dislike each other. <laughs> some of us don't trust each other. Some with good reason. Some of us want justice and some... Sometimes seem to some of us to want to punish others. So ends this edition of Milton City Council Melodrama Theater. Next time, we'll see. Who knows? 520 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Rumors of Fleetwood Mac, the world's finest tribute to Fleetwood Mac, returns to the stage in 2023. A brand new show celebrating the very best of Fleetwood Mac. A unique opportunity for fans both old and new to rediscover the songs and performances that have ensured Fleetwood Mac's place as one of the most loved groups of all time. Personally endorsed by Fleetwood Mac founding member Mick Fleetwood. Live at Pensacola Sanger Theater on November 22nd. The ultimate tribute to Fleetwood Mac. Tickets are on sale now from Ticketmaster.com. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. An affiliated insurance reminder that open enrollment for health insurance starts November 1st. This year, enroll in a Florida Blue plan. Get personalized support from an appointed Florida Blue agent. Their agents are trained to help you find a health plan that fits your lifestyle and budget, not theirs. It's about finding the right plan for you and not the pricing. Call 850-477-5840 to schedule an appointment with your Florida Blue agent today. Policies have limitations. Health insurance from Blue Cross Blue Shield Florida, Inc., BBA Florida Blue. Hi, this is Earl Ron. New South Window knows how unpredictable coastal weather can be. And that's why our windows and doors are designed to take on severe hurricanes and the most intense heat. They're built and installed by us, meaning better value and a lifetime guarantee for you. Give your family security that lasts a lifetime. And get New South Proud. For a limited time only, save 35% on New South Windows products and installation. News Radio Pensacola. He's on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. What the heck did you mama 
manage it. Manage what? You must have put the idea in his head somehow. What an impertinent thing to say. Me putting ideas into people's heads? Really. Hey, hey, Mama said the way you move Gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove It is the recommendation that the City Council approve grant agreement HL251 in the amount of $750,000 for construction service for the Restroom and Educational Center at Veterans Memorial Park. Yeah, this one a little bit under the radar is uh, looks like we're finally going to get restrooms at the Veterans Memorial Park. I mean, we kind of knew this was likely to come, but still, you know, this is the acceptance of grant money and um, it's kind of the, the final official stage. Still, the question remains, um, who will have access to these restrooms and, you know, will it be open to the public? Will it be 24 hours like, you know, no, I mean, most parks don't have 24 hours, but, you know, most parks that have restrooms provided by the city will be open to the general public. So Jen Brer asked this question of D.C. Reeves. I just wanted to know if these bathrooms are going to be available during regular park hours. Um, we, we are working through uh, a uh, Varying of options, um, as you can imagine, part of this is going to be uh, uh, a learning center that you know about field trips, things like that, where there might be. We we talked about scenarios where there'd be multiple bathrooms, one that's external facing, one that's internal facing. Our expectations that these are going to be bathrooms that would only be available at times when there were um, where there were events, but. But again, that that is still a, you know a fluid situation, and we're considering what our options are in terms of whether there'd be a public facing that we would maintain. So Mayor Reeves says likely not because there's some kind of educational center component to it, and they'd be internal, you know, facing in t- inside that that area, and then you wouldn't have to worry about maintenance, vandalism, things like that after hours. Uh, of course, the long-standing you know question is, what do we do for the vets, and then who gets to use the restroom aside from just when people come there for like students coming for events or when veterans visit the park? So we'll see. Um, but at the moment, it looks like it's probably not going to be public restrooms at Veterans Memorial Park. But there are going to be restrooms. Good Lord, finally. You know, that's really one of these like, wow, we have tried everything we can do. There's been squabbles over which side of the line it's on. Will the portable trailer affect the property value at the Hawkshaw development, which hasn't even happened yet? It just, I mean... God, the history of this thing, it's, uh, it's wild. 520, you know, I, I sometimes think the, um, the history of the uh, restrooms at Veterans Memorial Park um, slash Admiral Mason Park is sort of like the encapsulated version of small town politics. You know, like just nothing is easy. There's always chaos and conflict. And then, you know, that's kind of my example of that, right? Like we're trying to build a, bring a boat company to work at the port. No, no, we're trying to bring a, you know, a, an operation that's going to go to Mobile to come to the... No, that's not going to... Just like, sometimes it seems like we fight over the silliest. I mean, and it's not always Milton, okay? <laughs> you know, but it is often Pensacola. 526 on News Radio 92.3. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? President Biden will be meeting face-to-face with Chinese President Xi Jinping in San Francisco. Tomorrow, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan tells reporters that the leaders will be discussing some of the most fundamental elements in the relationship between Washington and Beijing. 
Uh, several National Guard units apparently are uh, going to be in Washington, D.C. today to help police there with the scheduled March for Israel rally. That'll be at the National Mall. About 60,000 people expected to be at that. And uh, you remember the uh, QAnon shaman? Oh, yeah. Who can the, forget? Uh, yeah. You know, he wore Best the, Halloween the, costume ever. Yeah, the face paint and the big horns and the fur and all that. Well, apparently, he's going to be running for Congress. Uh, of course. Uh, Jacob is. Chansley filed his paperwork to run as a libertarian candidate in Arizona's 8th Congressional District. So I guess we'll have to see how that all works out. As a libertarian, huh? As a libertarian. Okay. All right. After Free to do all your that. Thing. After, right after, exactly, <laughs> after all that. 527 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Um, the the better version of the signs are up at Three Mile Bridge saying no fishing from the bridge. So uh, that doesn't mean that people will obey them because, um, unless I'm mistaken, there are other signs on the bridge that people don't always obey. There's one that's got these weird numbers. Um, there's a four and then there's a five. And uh, it says something about limit and speed or something, but um, I'm pretty sure those signs don't get obeyed. So I'm not sure whether the no fishing from the bridge signs will be obeyed, but uh, maybe, you know, here's hoping. Oh, my God, you see the um, last night Channel 3 had a um, uh, interview. They, they caught up with a gal who had gotten they were on a boat, just a regular, old, you know, center console boat going under the bridge and somebody threw a treble hook over. Oh yeah, no, exactly what you. It, uh, it, it, oh. it, she said it. It got around the like poles in the roof, okay, and then it came around her neck, oh. the line, and hooked her in the arm oh. from Three Mile Bridge. And she's laughing about it. She's like, "Oh well, it's fine, you know, just oh. just a little scar, no big deal." Turn, you know, looked worse than it was, kind of thing. I'm like. Good Lord. <laughs> oh. You know, that's not... Mm. Anyway, so fish guts and heads and all that kind of stuff aside, it, at least there's signs up now. Although, we got a text in here to the studio last night during the um, uh, the Pensacola News right now with um, uh, Joe and um, Austin uh, saying that uh, somebody who worked for the company and said, there's always been signs up. I don't know what people are talking about. So we, we know signs hadn't been up for a little while because Mike Wood went and drove the bridge and said there's no signs yet. Um, but I had thought there were signs at one time, and then there just weren't. So in any case, you always haven't been supposed to fish from that bridge. Everybody knows this, and um, and now it's official in the same way that the speed limit is official. Officially ridiculous. <laughs> 529 on News Radio 92.3. What else do we have going on? Um, oh, uh, some events coming up. WSRE's uh, PBS's Festival of Trees. Uh, that starts November 24th through the 26th at the Museum of Commerce downtown. There's all kinds of stuff at the Museum of Commerce. That place is really cool. I don't know if you've ever been in there. It's a really neat thing. Um, it's kind of one of these, if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't find it. But once you do, you're like, oh, this is wild, right? A little recreated Main Street downtown anyway. Um, trees, Reese up for auction to purchase and support a WSRE PBS uh, Festival of Trees. Hours and details at wsre.org slash events. 5.30 on News Radio 92.3. What, oh, did you watch football game last night? <laughs> Don't put 12 men on the field. That's the lesson. <laughs> you get all the way to the end. They miss a field goal, but 12 men on the defense, and they kick the field goal a second time with the penalty and, you know, win the game. 11 people, 11 men in the field. That's the rule. Fox News, I'm CJ Papa. House Speaker Mike Johnson could bring his laddered spending plan to the floor for a vote today in hopes of averting a possible shutdown of the federal government Friday night at midnight. I'm glad to see that Speaker Johnson has produced a continuing resolution 
that would do exactly that. Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell, now the bill would extend funding for some parts of the government until January 19th and others until February 2nd. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on Fox's Hannity. The ripping off of body parts, the beheading, they're so, you know, it's accompanied with such fiendish glee, the joy of murder, the joy of terror, the joy of torture. And we're learning today from the Israeli military that a 19-year-old female hostage who was, was killed by Hamas. America is listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92.3. Right now we've got mostly cloudy skies. It's 56 in Pensacola today. An English teacher at West Florida High School is now charged with attempted murder in Tennessee. 29-year-old Cody Wiggins is accused of shooting his wife and his brother-in-law while he and his family were in Franklin, Tennessee for a wedding. This happened on Saturday night at a hotel. Investigators say Wiggins used a handgun. There was a huge argument uh, here in the lobby of the hotel uh, during the wedding event. And apparently either the wife of this man or the brother-in-law came running through the lobby who had been shot. And so the front desk agent called 911 and apparently they were here within 30 to 45 seconds. And uh, so far, the circumstances leading up to the shooting are unknown. Wiggins faces two counts of attempted homicide and aggravated assault. He's being held in Tennessee on $3.5 million bond. There's just 16 days left in the Atlantic hurricane season. Forecasters at the National Hurricane Center are saying now that a low pressure area is likely to develop this week. That would be located in the Southwest Caribbean Sea. Over the next seven days, it has a 70% chance of developing. It's forecast to move northeastward across the Western and Central Caribbean towards Jamaica, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic. They say this would have the potential to produce heavy rain later on this week. Leaders of the Florida Democratic Party are uh, in the middle of a statewide barnstorming tour. They're trying to take back Florida. Yesterday, party chair Nikki Freed made stops in Santa Rosa and Escambia counties. We came in and had a commitment that in order for us to take back the state and to win, because right now, this is the first time since Reconstruction that we don't have a statewide elected Democrat. Her stop at the Tiger Point Community Center wasn't without a little bit of drama. Santa Rosa County Commissioner James Calkins made a surprise visit there. According to South Santa Rosa News, Calkins wore a red MAGA hat and carried a Trump flag. Well, the uh, Florida's first lady now helping to organize a toy drive for families in need over the holiday season. Casey DeSantis yesterday announced the start of the Hope for the Holidays toy drive. Hope Florida is partnering with the Children and Youth Cabinet. Donations are being accepted through December 15th. And if you'd like to donate, you can visit Runga, that's R-O-O-N-G-A dot com slash Hope for the Holidays FL to purchase new and unwrapped toys Uh, That would be a part of that drive. And uh, speaking of DeSantis, Governor DeSantis passing four bills, uh, signing four bills that were passed by lawmakers during the special legislative session. The governor signed those four into law. They were uh, passed last week. The bills include more sanctions against Iran, funding for security of Jewish day schools and preschools, and relief for areas hit by Hurricane Adalia, as well as money for residents to make their homes more hurricane resistant. It's 534. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. 
We do have a wet day in store for us with light to moderate showers moving through throughout the entire day. 90% chance of rain, high near 61. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 59. High rain chances continue for our Wednesday with an 80% chance of rain. Rain pretty consistent throughout the day, high near 64. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 61 degrees. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Bit of a cool, damp morning today. 56 right now in Pensacola, 56 in Gulf Breeze and 56 in Milton. Your next news at five, at 6. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. War breaks up between Israel and Hamas. Starting with our top three stories today, the latest in Israel is Hamas released two hostages. A Milton couple who was in Israel when the Hamas attacks began has arrived back home safely. When we were leaving, Governor DeSantis says it's important to stand with Israel. Most of the deaths of our own servicemen. We're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. I gotta give the president credit for keeping you informed with a local emphasis. Yeah. News Radio 923. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. From our spectacular beaches to the miles of rivers and unspoiled forests, the Gulf Coast Denita. offers some of the best family adventure around. And the Subaru Crosstrek and Subaru Forester are the perfect family vehicles to explore every dune and unpaved trail in Northwest Florida. Both come standard with sure-footed symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you deep into the wild places you love. The Crosstrek is powered by a 182 horsepower Subaru Boxer engine that adds plenty of go to any adventure. And the Forester boasts 9.2 inches of ground clearance to get you through every wilderness challenge. There's more than enough room for your gear and plenty of options to make the Crosstrek or Forester fit your lifestyle. In a Subaru, the destination is the journey. So grab the kids and the dog and follow your own path to adventure. Love is out there at Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Hi, I'm Mansfield Co. from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. Pensacola right now. It's like headline news for radio every day, 4 to 7 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You, I assume, I heard David talking about this all morning and seen WAR's report that uh, a West Florida high school English teacher got arrested in Tennessee for allegedly in the middle of a wedding uh, celebration shooting his wife and brother-in-law. Good gravy, man. Uh, And this is, isn't this the second time we've had a teacher at West Florida involved in a pretty serious thing? Like, you know, I don't, it just... 
it's not the kind of thing you expect to see, you know. And if you're a student, you know, you're like you're showing up at class and you're like, where's you know, <laughs> where's Mr. Wiggins? Well, uh, he's out sick. I mean, like this is a crazy story, but you know. It's, a, I guess, a reminder that everybody, you know, you can be a teacher, you can be in the military, you can be a cop, you can be just a, you know, server at a restaurant somewhere and, you know, you can get caught up in family drama uh, is what it looks like to me. I mean, you know, if you're at a family event and you wind up in an, a very violent altercation involving, you know, people pretty close to you, that's what it would look like to me. It's what we always talk about with the sheriffs um, and PPD that... You know, crime comes in a couple of different varieties. The crime that's connected to drugs and, you know, stealing basically that's one kind of crime and then there's the kind of crime that's connected to just you know domestic violence and people losing control of themselves and that's the one that's hard really because you don't you never know when it's going to happen you don't know who it's going to happen to even people who might seem like they've kind of got it all together and then all of a sudden something terrible goes awry and they don't know how to handle it so man i just you know Prayers for that family, obviously going through a pretty difficult time now after all of that happening um oh you <laughs> this is I was really, I was trying to decide whether I would give him any attention on this at all. Um, uh, stunt performer, not stunt man, but stunt performer, James Calkins. Um, you know, David mentioned at the bottom of the hour, South Santa Rosa News uh, had picked up. I, I'm guessing that James called Romy and said, hey, come cover me, I'm going to be at this thing. Because um, interestingly, Channel 3 did not have it, at least in the 10 o'clock news. I mean, they they showed the event that where Nikki Fried came to town trying to rally Democrat support and take back the state that... She no longer has authority in. Uh, but, you know, Commissioner James Calkins from Santa Rosa County, uh, never one to miss an opportunity to embarrass the Republican Party, uh, <laughs> decides that he's going to show up at this event. And I am not exact. This is not satire. This is a real life thing. Skateboarded back and forth outside the windows of the Tiger Point Community Center meeting room, waving a Trump flag. If what? <laughs> if only there could have been a hurricane and he could have been like shirtless and his hair flowing in the wind, you know. I mean, like if only the setting would have cooperated with him. No kidding. In order to like pester and harass the Democrats who were meeting there trying to, I mean, my goodness. Um, one of the one of the people. This is in the South Santa Rosa News. Uh, says, I cannot believe he did it. He was wearing a MAGA hat, and what he and he really upset those who came to see Nikki Freed. Um, you know that might be a bit of an overreaction, but um, she, Romy talked to him and says um, he says, "I'm deeply concerned that we have a Democrat on the Santa Rosa school board, and I want this group of Democrats to know that they are in Trump country." <laughs> well, I mean, technically they're in Trump skateboarder country, um, Trump skateboarding county commission country. This is a publicly owned building, and my constituents want me to protect our county from being infiltrated, or as he would say, infiltrated. I'm not kidding. That's how he says it. By Democrats, America's about freedom, and we live in the free state of Florida, and Santa Rosa County is free. Yeah, weird thing about freedom, though, is that you let other people have it, too, though, right? And I'm just just checking, like, the implications of the belief, right? Is that you can have your freedom, and they can have their freedom, too. And if they want to have a meeting and talk politics and strategy in a civilized manner, then... Um, that's okay. You don't you don't need to harass them outside the window with your skateboarding <laughs> flag waving. It reminds me it reminds me of when Governor DeSantis came to town in the run up to the um uh the last election. And I remember we were at the fish house and we were out back of the fish house out on the water 
because it was a lot of people there. And I was watching the governor give his speech, and there were some Democrats who gathered over at Bartram Park, which, as the crow flies, is really not very far, and it's, I mean, maybe 100 feet away, something like that. I'm just you know, rough guessing. And I remember that they tried to, like, chant and shout him down. And it was very distracting. And I thought, God, you are just a bunch of children. You are, you are like kindergartners who can't even color with a crayon that your goal is to take a political discussion and out-chant the other person so that, what, they can't engage in their political speech? It's just, it's a weirdly juvenile behavior, you know? And I lost a, I mean, I don't know who was in the group. I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't see who was in the group because I just lost a lot of respect for anybody who did because it's just so, if people disagree with you, fine, you know, have your conversations, do your thing, but we're going to out-shout you so you can't engage in your political speech. It's, I mean, it's really un-American, right? But I didn't give them too much grief over it at the time. I didn't, I, I remember it, but I just didn't spend a lot of time. And I thought, well, here's James Calkins doing the same stupid thing. I mean, he's not shouting, but he's clearly trying to disrupt and distract the meeting and make it so that they can't engage in their speech. I mean, good Lord, man, have some dignity, <laughs> you know, have some respect for the political freedom of the people you disagree with. Now, I'm going to just make an imbecile of myself out on, you know, the, the photographs that uh, South Santa Rosa News has. And look at me, I can skateboard with the Trump flag. I mean, it's like... It's the most perfect Calkins thing ever. And I'm sure there are some people who are like, yeah, get him, James, you go. 437. <sighs> <laughs> Just like, what in the world is happening? 437-1620. Like I said, I, I don't know if Channel 3 covered that at all yesterday. I did. I On the 10 o'clock news, they covered the, the Democrats, but they did not cover Calkins. And, uh, you know, as I said, uh, David had mentioned earlier, so I thought I would at least mention it to you. Four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty. Uh what else do we have going on? Um oh in it in the category of if you start down the wrong path, you'll find yourself unable to get anywhere close to the right path. That's that's what this story to me is illustrative of. The headline is this. It comes out of uh, Connecticut, Lebanon Elementary School in Connecticut. After school Satan club to open at elementary school, sparking controversy among parents. And it's what you would think. The only thing it's not what you would think is that the uh, the Satan club does not worship Satan and which you know they say we don't worship Satan we're just, you know, a bunch of rationalists and humanists who believe in free thinking and questioning authority and all of that. Um it's it's weird to imagine that people would misunderstand what's going to happen at a club for kids called the After School Satan Club that's being run by members of the Satanic Temple. I don't know how anybody would misunderstand. <laughs> but, you know, you guys might want to reconsider your brand. I mean, humanism is a longstanding brand that doesn't carry the Satanic elements to it. But, um, yeah, the, the Satanic Temple here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you from the flyer. The, and I'll explain why this is important in a second, aside from just being this crazy story. The Satanic Temple is a non-theistic religion. Is it a religion? Anyway, that views Satan as a literary figure, because it's, it's not a religion if you don't worship something, and they don't worship anything, except, I mean, maybe themselves and reason, but that's not the same, right? It's no outside force. As a literary figure who represents a metaphorical construct of rejecting, this is for the grade schoolers, I guess, the the fourth graders reading, the, you know, going down pep rally on Thursday, 
you know, bring your cans to the food drive. Oh, look, the Satan Club, where the um, uh, the members don't worship the literary figure who represents a metaphorical construct of rejecting tyranny. <laughs> Just, okay. And championing the human mind and spirit. After School Satan Club does not attempt to convert children to any religious ideology. Instead, the Satanic Temple supports children to think for themselves. Uh, all After School Satan Clubs are based on activities centered around the seven fundamental tenets and emphasize a scientific, rationalist, and, sup- and non-superstitious worldview. Science projects, community service projects, puzzles and games. Con- connect the dots on the horns. Uh, nature activities, arts and crafts, snacks. Bring home a paper mache demon. Look, I made a trident at school. Snacks. Um, snacks, right, you know. Uh, so, anyway, the, the, the reason this happens, okay, the reason this happens is because a long time ago the Supreme Court went awry. And the way the Supreme Court went awry is it created a doctrine called incorporation. And if you don't know, it's okay. Uh, but you had the um, First Amendment. What is the, what is the first word of the First Amendment. Jake, I'll make a pop quiz here today, okay? You know the Second Amendment, right? A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay, everybody knows that. Uh, maybe you don't, but most people. Um, First Amendment, freedom of press, freedom of speech, right of assembly, petition the government for redress of grievances, freedom of religion, and also no establishment of religion. But what's the very first word? You, you got it, Jake? You remember? Um, thou? No. Oh. <laughs> ye? ye? <laughs> That's the- the King James Amendment, I like it. <laughs> Congress. Oh. Congress shall make no law. What was the First Amendment? The First Amendment, was it a restriction against Virginia and Maryland and Massachusetts and Georgia to prohibit them from having state religions? No. In fact, the colonies, most of them had state religions. Some of them even had religious oaths for office. This was to prevent a national government that was supposed to represent the 13 colonies, the 13 states, if you will, afterwards, from telling each other which religion to embrace because the worry was that the big states would get together and use the federal government and create, you know, they would all be Presbyterians. They would make Presbyterianism, not Christianity. Nobody cared if they made Christianity. That's fine. They just didn't want it to be Catholicism or Presbyterianism or, you know, Lutheranism. That's what they were trying to avoid. And they said, Congress. So the prohibitions in the First Amendment are against Congress. They're not against the city of Pensacola or the city of Lebanon in Ohio. In Ohio? Ohio. No, that's not right. Connecticut. Sorry. Um, It's not against individual. And it was never meant to be. But then we passed the 14th Amendment. And because of the language in the 14th Amendment, the Supreme Court justices once upon a time invented a doctrine called incorporation, which meant that the prohibitions against the federal government in the First Amendment were incorporated against the entirety of government structures in the United States, meaning that what was once styled as a restriction on federal power was now imputed to be a restriction on state and local governmental power as well, which is the exact opposite of what the First Amendment was designed to do. Yes, local governments and state governments under original police power that they have are allowed to engage in, at least before the 14th Amendment, religious expressions, religious establishments, uh, restrictions on speech. I know it's not the kind of thing you love to hear, but that's the truth. 
and everything worked okay. And then we got those amend- that amendment and the incorporation doctrine. And now all of a sudden you can't have the Bible in school. You can't have because it's a government function. You can't have prayer in school because it's a government function. And now all of a sudden in 2023, you're going to have to have a Satan club in your public school because of an ridiculous interpretation of the 14th Amendment made by the Supreme Court like 100 years ago or so, 80 years ago. I forget I forget which year it was exactly. But, yeah, I mean, you know, led to Engel versus Vital and Abingdon versus Shemp and all these other cases. So, yeah, um, we were supposed to have that kind of power at the state and local level. The First Amendment didn't say anything about that. And then all of a sudden, all, the whole thing got turned on its head, and now the consequence is what I'm describing to you. So, you know, if we would just fix that. I mean, think about the stupid Bayview Cross case. You got to go to, you know, the Supreme Court to find out if you can have a the blandest of all possible monuments on a public park owned by the owned by the city. Of course you should be able to. And you shouldn't have to put up a uh, you know, a demon in horns or a pentagram or something like that next to it in fairness. That's obscene. Like you want to practice satanism in your home, fine. You just don't get to do it in school. That's an easy line to draw, which we can't draw because, again, of this ridiculous and now longstanding interpretation by the Supreme Court of the 14th Amendment. 551 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Let's be honest. Nobody likes taxes, but they are necessary to maintain roads, support schools, and fund public services. Wouldn't it be great if someone else paid our taxes? In Escambia County, they do. Our beautiful community draws millions of visitors who spend over a billion dollars each year. The taxes they pay help lower the tax burden for locals. Tourism works for all residents and businesses in Escambia County. This message brought to you by Visit Pensacola. The holidays are coming, and Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli is ready to take your pre-orders for Thanksgiving. They'll offer pre-order party trays, smoked prime rib, and smoked turkeys. Dessert and holiday trays all ready to go. At Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli, you'll find the best steak cuts to exotic meats, wagyu, briskets, pork, and so much more. Costello's has gift baskets and gift cards available for purchase. So stop into Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli today for your holiday orders, and don't forget, it's a great place to meet up and wine all you want. Greater Pensacola's leaders are in the tallest buildings and smallest shops, and they come together here to drive growth and innovation, to bridge industries, to share fresh ideas, and to understand how they can play a part in Greater Pensacola's success. The Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. We believe local businesses are the cornerstone of a great community. This is Paul Epstein with Running Wild. Join me tomorrow at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions tomorrow at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Pensacola Expert Panel. Pep Talk. Mornings 9 till 11 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. On top of everything else, I think I'm getting my period.
guess Fletch is transphobic now. <laughs> Can't make fun. It's not funny. It is funny. 554 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Oh, I had it right. I was, you know, I was going digging deep in my constitutional law memory, and uh, I had it about right. It was in the 20s, in the 1920s, is when incorporation through a series of court cases uh, became, you know, the application of the Bill of Rights against the states as opposed to against the federal government. Uh, 437 1620. Oh, somebody had called while I was talking about the James Calkins ridiculous stunt at the uh, meeting of the, you know, the, the 18 Democrats that they cobbled together in Santa Rosa County to listen to Nikki Freed. Um, you know, that wanted to say, well, you know, that's what they tried to do to DeSantis, right? And I haven't been talking about that. Yeah, but I meant it as they're both wrong. <laughs> I think some people might, well, they did it to us. It's okay to do. No, see, if you do what they do, you forfeit the ability to say that what they do was, was wrong. You got to, you got to say they did it, they were wrong, and that's why we don't do it. Four three seven sixteen twenty. David Wayne's in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David. An investigation is underway after a Secret Service agent that was assigned to protect President Biden's granddaughter opened fire on suspects allegedly attempting to break into a Secret Service vehicle. The incident led to a single gunshot. A federal agent discharged a service weapon, and it is believed no one was struck. The suspects fled in a red sedan. Authorities say there was no threat to Naomi Biden. And that's NBC's Kelly O'Donnell. Uh, The Secret Service says they saw three people trying to break into their vehicle. Uh, It was parked in Georgetown. So far, I guess no arrests have been made. Okay, I I have nothing but questions about this story. And here's why. All the facts, as you say, is the same thing that I have heard. Three guys trying to break into uh, an SUV, apparently the Secret Service vehicle that nobody was in. Right. And this guy stumbles upon that happening. And his reaction is to try to. Sh- the only thing that I can think is that he shot in the air. That's the right, only like thing I shot, which is not anybody's recommended strategy. Okay, and certainly not I would think in the training manual for the Secret Service. But neither is shoot at car thieves. Right. You can't shoot a car thief. There are a lot of questions with this one. Yeah, I mean, look, the the law of self defense is so clear. That's why we talk about it all the time. Now, if he'd been in the car, fine. If she'd been in the car, the protective, you know, if she'd been in the car, fine. There's all kinds of scenarios where you can imagine a justified shooting at, a, at some car thieves, but not three people breaking into an unoccupied vehicle in order to steal it or anything else. There's no justification for shooting at them. So he's, I mean, he should definitely be suspended if nothing else. And I mean. Right. And you would you would definitely think in this type of a situation, I mean, uh, maybe a Washington, D.C. rookie beat cop right. that does it. That would make a little more sense. But the Secret, Secret Service should be very be highly trained. Best, highest, that's exactly right. That's Yeah, this is a crazy story. And also, like, it never happens. Like the Secret Service never fire weapons. Right. Because right. it never, you know, they thwart by prevention rather than having to thwart in reality. So anyway, go ahead, David. A FedEx worker in Delaware has been accused of stealing almost $100,000 worth of coins out of a package. Local news reports there say police found the stolen coins after executing a search warrant at a Wilmington home. And uh, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries is suggesting that Democrats could potentially support the uh, Republicans' stopgap bill to prevent a government shutdown on Friday. Uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson, of course, laid out his plans. Monday, uh, Hakeem Jeffries sent uh, a letter to House Democrats saying they're carefully evaluating the proposal. All right. Very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. Oh, got somebody texted in and said, could have been an accidental discharge. Again, not something that's supposed to happen, but, you know, in in what you might describe as the heat of, you know, 
your secret service, you're all on your own. It's dark here in Georgetown. You stumble upon three guys trying to break into one of your SUVs. You draw your service weapon as a precautionary measure. Okay, I could see that. Um, and in the and in the process, oh, bang! You know, like that. I mean, that can happen. It's not a good thing for it to happen. It's not how it's supposed to work, but that happens, can happen. Happens in Mayberry. Yeah, right. Uh, well, and you know, it's just not supposed to happen to a Secret Service agent. Um, and so that's one possibility. Of course, the other, I mean, none of the possibilities here are good. You know, a warning shot in the air is not a good thing. An accidental discharge is not a good thing. He drew the gun to shoot on people who were breaking into a car with nobody in it and missed. <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, you're not supposed to miss. Like, there's no good version of this story. So, um, there you go. Oh, <laughs> we got texts in on the uh, the Satan Club. Somebody says they missed their branding. The after-school humanist club, the Ash Club, isn't good. But the after-school Satanist club does have an appealing acronym. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Free's Milton, Pensacola.